Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, welcome to episode 47. Nizwa and I have been saying, wow, we are almost a year old. Okay. My name is Vangile Makwakwa. I'm your host for this show. Find me on Wealthy Money on Facebook or Vangile Makwakwa on Twitter and Instagram. With me is my co-host. Mizo Rainmaker. I am Mizo Rainmaker on all the platforms. And welcome to episode 47. Almost there. Almost a year old. I am looking forward to it. How are you, Vanila? And where are you? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? That's the word. I am in Sri Lanka. I am Mm -hmm. feeling all sorts of emotions, every type of emotion. But first things first, I must say, like, absolutely grateful to be in Sri Lanka. I can now go to the hairdressers. I actually was at the hairdressers, didn't do much with my hair because I had to rush back for the podcast recording, but went to a hairdresser so that I could do my eyebrows and I can get my the sides of my hair shaved. And I'm planning to go to a spa now that we have no new daily cases of corona for almost a month. We can do things like spa days and massages. Yeah, so that's where I'm at, right? Business-wise, um, in terms of real estate, waiting on a title deed for the property that I bought during lockdown. Guys, I actually did it. Like, I went and I got a property during lockdown, the second property. So it's kind of like a big deal. Hopefully, when you guys hear this, I will have the title deed. Miza, how are you? Tell us about your property coaching business. Wow. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is crazy awesome. You know, when you are a mentor for some people, for for people, you you think, okay, one of the things you are bringing, you are bringing some direction to their journey. Most people know exactly what they are wanting. They just don't know how and how to break it down into chunks. But what has happened? You, you launched yourself as a property investor. I went to see your property as well and did the inspection. On yes. The yes. I and am a mentee <laughs> of yours. Like you did so much for me. Thank you. <laughs> you did the offer to purchase lecture on, on, on WhatsApp, on WhatsApp as you were signing the offer to purchase. And I launched, a, a, I launched my, my, my property uh, mentorship during the lockdown mm. and it's been an incredible journey. I have got about eight active mentees and that's oh. hectic. But wow. not only that, it's hectic because you are holding dreams of property investors. But yeah. what I love is the variety of them, what they yeah. what they bring to the table yeah. and what their yeah. journeys are entailed. No one person is like mm. the other. It's like a mosaic. Yes. It's a beautiful combination oh. of some who have bought properties with no direction. They didn't know that they yeah. are buying an investment yeah. property. There are people who are making money. There's one who wants to launch a property fund because she understands. Wow. It is just the most incredible and reaching. And as a mentor, 
There's no other wow. way. You can only say you are there to you you are learning as you mentor someone wow. to navigate to navigate the forest of property investment yeah. and that's what my, yeah. my, my my mentors have done for me and i just feel so grateful for them but yeah. i'm excited i'm excited and I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to december 2020 where we can showcase yeah. one or two of, of of my mentees so that you guys can have a taste of what it looks like you have walked through the path and because oh I, don't really, I only give them four months i'm like in four months you need to know what your business is about so that when a person wakes you up you know exactly i'm a multi-led investor and i invest yeah. in areas and yeah. my is and these are the kind of properties i'm looking for i don't joke wow yeah. Mizo, this is beautiful and of course i think this is a good point to start saying to people that you will be doing a course under property magicians that teaches yeah. this for people that can't do the one-on-one -on -one coaching so guys we are working and are doing some magic. Give us time or give me some time more like. Watch <laughs> All I have to do is Watch try and figure out the tech stuff. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. It is. Yeah. It is. It's been incredible, Jenny. And the lockdown yeah. has had so many. I know it's been traumatic. It's been traumatic and both a blessing as well. So, you know, lots has changed yeah. in my life. But love yeah. has changed positively too. So it's been a great, great yeah. time. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's that's been a while, guys, since we we updated you guys. So that's why we did this lengthy intro about what we're up to. And then now let's tell you a little about our guests and then quickly move on to the show. Let me oh, tell you. Omaira. Omaira is amazing so i'm chatting on 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 messenger uh, on messenger on facebook with one of our friends but you know we were linked by mireille yeah. mireille yes. us with with ruth senkela and she keeps seeing yes. our posts on 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 the podcast and she's like you guys are doing magic i've just listened to one of the podcasts i can't even remember which one and she says there's a mm. woman in the caribbean that you would you may want to interview she's a badass real realtor so i got in touch with omera um oh she yeah. put us in touch with omera via yeah. her website and magic happened and today yeah. you are going to experience omera the magic woman guys please <laughs> please prepare to be inspired she it is. is mind blowing it is such an amazing podcast it's wow let's yeah. head on to omera yes Let's do that. Welcome to the show, Myra. It's so lovely to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. <laughs> we are most honored to have someone from far, far, far from me. Yeah. So it's 10 a.m. in Suriname. It's uh, past 1,500 hours in South Africa. What time is it then for you? It is 6.45 p.m. in Sri Lanka. Oh, wow. <laughs> Three wow. times. Wow. Once <laughs> this is gorgeous. This is gorgeous. Let's see what we can create today. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. So, Omaira, you come through us 
through Measle, who was introduced to you by Ruth. And you are from Suriname, but we don't know right. much about you. So apart from what you do in real estate, of course, but <laughs> tell us about yourself. Mm-hmm. Who are you as a person, your hobbies? <laughs> Introduce us to you. Um, well, I'm a mom. I have three girls, ages 12, 5, and one and a half. Uh, we also have a dog and a rabbit, so we have a little Sue at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> my partner's name is uh, Raphael, and um, I'm 37 years old. Okay. In my, uh, my spare time, I love spending it with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love experimenting on recipes that I find on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy mostly cooking, baking, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the lockdown actually forced me to bake some more things like cinnamon rolls and stuff because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, my children were eating all the food in the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I also enjoy uh, outdoor activities, exploring, um, going clubbing with my friends, uh, Netflix and chill with a good bottle of wine are uh, mostly mm-hmm. the things that make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Were you born in Suriname, um, Omaira? You are originally from there, didn't move from some other country? Uh, no, I was born in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. Okay. And uh, yeah. I moved with my mom to Suriname when I was uh, four years old. Oh, and mm-hmm. uh, so I grew up here. And uh, oh. at the age of 14, I went back to Amsterdam to, uh, to study real estate. Ah, you you went to study real estate in the Netherlands. Yes, I did. Okay. Why is one that? Of, one of uh, three women in Suriname who stud- who actually studied real estate. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I was I think I was fifteen years old when I knew that I wanted to uh, become a real estate agent. Because mm-hmm, I, yeah. was, I was walking on the canals in Amsterdam, downtown Amsterdam. And I was looking at the houses at the facades. I thought, wow, all these homes have a story. And not that I, I, I was a peeping Tom or something, but I was looking inside <laughs> of the homes and thinking every home has, it has a story. And I want to know what's the story behind the facade because... Um, two houses can stand be- be- beside each other or mm-hmm. could be yeah. identical but each yeah. home has a different story and no. uh, that's yeah that's what actually has driven me to uh, to what uh, to, to explore the, the possibilities of the, the real estate study and okay. um, I think uh, when did I start I started real estate when I was uh, 19 Okay. Mm. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So tell and me. now I'm actually teaching a course for the, at the first real estate uh, course in Suriname uh, mm-hmm. that started this year. I'm mm-hmm. actually uh, teaching classes right now at our Polytechnic College. Oh, my wow. God. Is it the first real estate? <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Sorry, Miso, I interrupted you. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, is this the first real estate course, did you say? 
Yes, this is this in, is the first in one in Suriname. We, uh, yes, in Suriname, we uh, I got the chance to work with uh, uh, some people from uh, within the business. They invited me to join the curriculum commission and yeah. uh, establish the course, the real estate course, and yeah. uh, give give my input. And as a matter of fact, the the college asked me, "Well, would you be uh, able to teach some courses?" And this is my third semester my second semester oh my gosh that's so interesting that is awesome so tell me are you saying that real estate um in Suriname wasn't formalized into into any course before this or it 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 never was a formal um a formal career let me put it that way the sound is a bit bad Miso, could you repeat the question? Okay, so are you saying before this, the real estate um, agents in Suriname didn't have formal training before you started this course? That's correct. There was, uh, oh um, there's also no legislation in Suriname. So no actually, way. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, um, Basically, everybody can call themselves a realtor, but you have to be sworn in at at uh, at court to okay. uh, be an appraiser, and you can also be a realtor then. Yeah. But um, due to corruption, people just pay a fee and then they get sworn in. So that's a bit of uh, no, a bit. It's a big problem. And uh, just a few years ago, uh, mm-hmm. they started to uh, structure. Actualize uh, the business. They put a mm-hmm. hold on 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 um, the process of people getting sworn in at court, and um, wanted to establish a real estate course. It took a few years because uh, everything had to be put in place, etc. Yeah. And um, yeah, and actually, when I got into this business in Suriname, I. So, okay, so Omara, we lost you for a short while. Can you just uh, start again from the point where you said where I got into this business? Mm-hmm. When I got into this business, I, uh, I actually saw the way clients were being treated and um, mm. I didn't like it because mm. most mm. of the people within this business are in it for the money. And um, that shouldn't be the main reason why you're in this business because it's people's work. You work with people's hopes, their dreams, their future. And um, it's something to to tread with carefully. And also clients um, notice that they were were treated like a bag of money. And uh, that's why they were afraid of realtors. And I wanted to bring a change in that part of the part of the business the way people were being treated it's, it shouldn't be about only the home it should be about people's homes their dreams their future and um and, yeah and it's yeah. it's such a big investment to make it's probably one exactly. of the exactly it's one of the biggest thing in your life yeah so yes. Mara, I want us to take a step back a little bit so that you put it into context properly 
Tell us a little bit uh, of the history of Suriname because Suriname has got these links with the Netherlands. That's why you ended up studying there. Correct. What is Suriname? Put it into context in terms of the Caribbean and its its history a little bit because most of the podcasters that podcast listeners that will be listening will be listening from Africa, from South Africa mainly. So just give us a quick history of Suriname. Okay. Um, Suriname is a former Dutch colony. Yes. And um, yes. actually yesterday we mm-hmm. uh, celebrated our 157th uh, year of abolishment of slavery. Wow. Yes, wow. yes. And um, actually Suriname was, was uh, the Dutch. They exchanged New York. Uh, with the English for Suriname, so wow. they got that part. Mm-hmm. And wow. um, slavery was abolished on the first of July in eighteen sixty-three. Okay. After that, the slaves had to work for uh, ten years, uh, still with little payment. Mm-hmm. And um, that part also, people from other countries came. People from Indonesia came, uh, yeah. from India, from China. And uh, so we have very mixed uh, uh, society here, very, uh, very uh, blunt, uh, very mixed, a lot of different cultures, different people. And um, Suriname was, um, we had our independence in 1975. That's also when a lot of Surinamese went to the Netherlands because they were afraid of what was going to happen to the country. Mm. And uh, they went to the Netherlands to to build a future there. And uh, Ah. my mom actually left in uh, 78. And I was, so I was born in the Netherlands. And um, I came, we came to Suriname to live here because she missed her country when I was four Mm. years old. And, um, yeah. well, I, I, I think of Suriname as my home, my country more even than, than the Netherlands when I was, where I was born. Yes, please. Mm. Okay. Wow. Right. That is interesting. Wow. Right? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it is, like that. it is so fascinating. It Thank is. you for that. Yeah. Thank that you. Amazing. So we go back to this real estate. So, so you get into this real estate business. So do you own your own agency or do you work under another principal of, of, of a realtor? Um, no, I've, uh, I have my own company for uh, 10 years now. Oh, and wow. um, I actually opened a, a physical office uh, four years ago. Okay. And um, hmm. it started out as, as a coincidence, actually, that there were only women in the company. Okay. And um, oh, nice. from <laughs> that point out, I started to brand it as a, 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 a company owned by a black woman. By black a company, women. A, a company uh, run by women and uh, women only. But it's not that we discriminate against men. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just uh something that makes us very powerful in this business because there are very few uh women who know this business uh, right. 
to say it that way. And yeah. um, well, we're a small office. I have two uh, other realtors working under me, beside me actually. They're my partners. Okay. And um, yeah. we're one of the, the first companies that went compliance proof uh, last year. We, uh, oh, wow. we were the first company that ever hosted a real estate seminar. So we actually wow. wrote history with that part. Yes. Oh, wow. Very proud. Small company, oh, but we leave big impressions. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is so exciting to know. So, Omar, oh. I, would, I, would, I would imagine then, because you are first to be made compliant, first to be in this formal curriculum and first course of real estate in Suriname. So are you helping with uh, setting up the regulations for the real estate businesses uh, environment in, are you, are you contributing to, to your country's um, regulation as, as, as you Definitely. Are yeah. Yes, definitely. We're very proud and very honored to be given that part within the business to uh, to to actually make a difference for people. You shape it, Mm. yeah. Yeah. So, can you can you please tell us about some of the regulatory hurdles and some of the things that you guys are working on changing in the real estate industry in Suriname? We know about um, the real estate agents and the lack of registration, mm-hmm. right? Yes, correct, is? correct. Um, well, we're currently working on uh, appraisals, uh, the prices of appraisals. There, some of the some of them are too low. Some of them are some of them are too high. And yeah. uh, we're actually trying to establish a, a workable document for the government um, to establish the, the, the real estate appraisal prices for the homes and lots when they're sold. Yeah. And uh, okay. what we're trying to do, because actually the, the taxes on property for uh, changes of the deed, when you sign a deed, you become a homeowner, you pay approximately 12%. That's very high. Uh, we're trying to get the government to lower uh, mm-hmm. the taxes on, on uh, mm-hmm. the properties and mm-hmm. um, we're trying to do that to establish um, reasonable and, and realistic prices for the government yeah. to gain uh, uh, access to information uh, gain access to income but it yeah. should be mm-hmm. a win-win situation for both the community and for the government yeah. wow. wow and Wow, that is so interesting. So you do have a, a I will call it the deeds office because here we, that's what we call call it, where you register mm-hmm. all the properties yes. are registered at a at a central deeds office. That exactly. You can find. Yes. Yes, you can, we do. You can search it centrally, and you can search it online and find Correct. That information. Okay. Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. Wow. And we're also trying for the appraisers to uh, have a direct line with the deed office. For instance, mm-hmm. if they want to file a report at the deed office, right now it has to go through a notary and then to the deed office. We're try- yeah. trying to establish a direct link um, mm-hmm. and also uh, to do it online because everything is digitalized these days. 
Of course. And, yes. um, we're working, trying to work paperless. Our company actually is, is one of very few that's actually promoting paperless working because we have to think wow. of our environment, of our future, our children, mm-hmm. our grandchildren. Um, so those are small things, but we're, we're trying yeah. to make a difference on that part as well. Wow. Wow. That is interesting. So tell me, um, when you are a realtor, isn't it? There you are, you are meeting the buyer so that they can meet the seller or the seller to meet a buyer of a property. Mm-hmm. The, the realtor's fee for doing that go in between, it wasn't mm-hmm. regulated before. And what was it? What, what sort of percentages do realtors get? right now before the regulation well we're trying to get that into uh, legislation actually because it's it's not written anywhere but we do have some codes that we work on work with it's uh, our fee is five percent over the actual selling price but because there are no registered realtors yet there are some people who tend to work with prices for for instance a home selling for a hundred thousand uh houses sell in euros here not in our own currency for instance wow so what is the currency uh, in suriname uh, the currency is the the local currency is the SRD, the Surinamese dollar. Oh, the Surinamese um, dollar. But but houses selling euros. Yeah, it's and people, well, they get their salaries in SRD, and um, wow. the exchange rate uh, at the banks, the, the official rate is uh, around eight, but the 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 black market. One euro sells for fifteen SRD. Oh my god! It's, it's ridiculous. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So wow. Okay. So this is wow. Like I, I am mind blown. I don't I, even know, like exactly how, <laughs> like what just what you just told us is just so intense. Yeah. Because it okay, is. so my next question as I hear this is. Then what is the market like for the local people in Suriname to buy real estate? Is it easy to access the real estate market? And if not, who are the main buyers of real estate then in Suriname? Because there's a different, like money, the money thing, the currency thing is huge. Yes, it is. It's intense. for the upper class, it's it's uh, pretty accessible the market, but for yeah. people, keep in mind the the, the medium income here is around twenty five hundred to three thousand SRD. Um, so that's not a lot. And, so divide uh, that by eight exactly. will give you even way way less. It's exactly. so little in exactly. euros. It's ridiculous. And that's why it's, it's, for most people, the market isn't really accessible. Um, a big problem is also that our interest rates are sky high, 15 to 17% uh, a year. Wow. And um, people should have around 25% uh, of, the, of the purchase price. Uh, as their own uh, uh, income, own, own, own part of the, 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 
they have to put down a quarter. The, as a down payment? Are you serious? 25% yes, down payment? 25%, exactly. So wow. it's... Um, it's a hard market. It's a, it's a, it's really a market. It's very chaotic. It's chaotic. Oh. I like. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And, and a lot of yeah. black money on the market as well. And and it, it it's yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. But it's um it's a chat. I wouldn't say difficult actually. I would say it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. Wow. So, so are you saying then your local Suran, Sur, Surinamese will mm-hmm rent as opposed to buy or are they born onto land and they are born in the homes that they live in and they just remain in those homes that they were born in um most people there are about 30 30,000 people we have a population of around 550,000 people so a very small community very small. yeah wow um, Quite small. there are about 30,000 people actually who are looking for homes not that they're homeless but they're living oh. with family because they're they aren't able to buy uh, most people yeah. rent and if they're able to save up some money they'll uh, step to a bank and uh, ask for a loan okay. uh, mortgage and try to to purchase a piece of land or they uh, apply for a piece of land at the government's office and um, they could get access to land but then they need money to build a home and the interest rates are high so that's it's it's a problem it is not going to deny that would you say then most Surinamese they work in the country or do they leave Suriname to go and work at other at other countries to raise money for building homes um there are a lot of people working in the country but there are outside of outside of uh Suriname for instance in the Netherlands there are about 380,000 Surinamese people so a lot of them are outside of the country uh, okay. working some of them come back some of them don't mm-hmm. um, okay what we're seeing do they right send now money is, home they send money home okay some of them yeah so it mm. comes back into the economy in some way okay. and okay. um yeah when you when you receive money from family from abroad for instance you don't go to the bank to exchange it for the the, the official rate of eight you yeah. you go to a, a cambio uh and uh, that's that's an office where a money exchange office we call okay. it a cambio here and yeah. uh, you get an exchange rate of around 13 14 for one euro so that's why uh the black market is is more appealing for to people for people yeah yeah wow i first encountered the black market in currency when i landed in Antananarivo in madagascar Uh, i had never ever heard of the black market in terms of currency and then it was an option that was offered to me i was like whoa this yeah. is this is intense. It's different, but right? Exactly. It is very very exactly. different. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. Actually, in in last uh, March, we mm-hmm. uh, the government uh, passed legislation 
that mm-hmm. it was going to be prohibited that uh, people were going to pay for real estate, for instance, uh, in euros, in, yeah. in foreign mm-hmm. currencies. It was prohibited that uh, change uh, their foreign currencies at uh, the the. Ex- and about a month ago, um, the, the high put put hold of getting a new government. So we really we really don't know what's going to happen with that part of the legislation, if okay. it's okay. going to be so, possible to do business in in uh, foreign currencies anymore or just our local currencies, because um, that's going to be a problem for us. Okay. Why? Uh, can I just ask why that would be a problem? Because I see only good things in being able to w- do business in your own local currency. Mm-hmm. I've been in the countries p- where there are more than two currencies operating within the country. And mm-hmm. I found that very, very disturbing because it meant yeah. that the local and the local currency was always less than. Like I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Cambodia yes. uses US dollars and um, their mm-hmm. own local currency. So when you go to a shop, you can either pay, you can pay in uh, dollars and then get back uh, the local currency yeah. or you can pay in local currency and yeah. get back dollars. But most times mm-hmm. the people in the country prefer dollars over their own local currency. Exactly. Which makes yes. it so difficult to do business there if you only have local currency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, people, a lot of people tend to see that as a problem because um, we, we actually, the, the, the valuation of our own currency is basically on a daily basis. Because Ooh, our government whoa. is is only imposed whoa. on um, getting international loans and uh, destabilizing the country. Yeah. And I'm sorry, a truck is moving in right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> can you st- still hear me with the truck? We sound? can hear you. Yeah. I don't. We don't yeah. hear the truck. Okay. Not at all. We don't hear the truck. <laughs> okay. No. Great. Um, so it's a problem for us because on a daily basis, our currency, our own currency is, is uh, one day it's nine SRD, the other day it's 14. So there's really no, no um, we don't have anything to build on. But if we buy US dollars, we buy euros, we have something to, to actually know, well, this is safe for my future. I because yeah. if I tend to okay. do my savings in SRD, yeah. my money isn't worth what it is today, what it can be by next week. Tomorrow. I see. Wow. Phew, man. Yeah, we live, we live and learn, right? So Yeah, we do. Thinking, oh, my God. So how, how are the houses priced then? Because, <laughs> so you said they are priced in euros, right? Yes, correct, correct. Okay. All right. And would you say then Surinamese, they buy land more than they will buy a, a flat in a block of flats or do they buy houses? What do, what do they invest their money in? What are the trends? In your, in your agency, what are the trends? What, which, which, which sells the most? Well, it really varies. Um, 
some people tend to buy land as an investment for for instance uh, okay. other ones buy them as a, a future investment for instance for their children to have a base when they are they're 20 years old they have a piece of land to build on okay. uh, other people uh, just need a home and they buy a home Okay. Um, but because of the economy, it's it's very difficult for people to get access to the money. Yeah. And uh, if our economic environment was stable, we would see a lot more transactions going on uh, with with homes and yeah. development mm. of of properties. Um, so I would say the the lower class is buying is buying pieces of land. And the upper class mm. is more or less focused on land and homes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So we got excited there. So, um, Omaira, I keep. We've been talking a lot about the challenges, right? And at yes. the back of my head, I'm thinking, why would people invest in Suriname? What unique opportunities are there in this market that we would not necessarily know after hearing all these challenges? What other opportunities that you have seen and are seeing come up in terms of trends? Well, um, I would say it's always a good thing to invest in, in properties, in, in land. Mm -hmm. I call it green gold. Um, because only yes. a small part of our country is is developed. Most people are oh, based wow. in the capital, in Paramaribo. And mm. I would say uh, around maybe 75 to 80% of our country isn't even developed interior. No way. And yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to live in the capital because that's where the most opportunities are. But okay. if um, the government would focus on developing uh, other parts of uh, the country, of the interior, um, there would be a lot more possibilities. Uh, right now, mm. what's going on in, in the capital is that uh, people are focusing because uh, there was an uh, exploration of uh, oil and we found oil uh, in the coast. So that's, nice. that's a good wow. thing for the economy. Mm -hmm. And um, what's happening? That what would happen then is that people are going to invest in in land, in homes, just yeah. to um, get rental properties, for instance, for expats coming in to um, yes. for the refinery and stuff Absolutely. for the oil. Yeah. So that's a very yeah. good thing for us. Um, yeah. For our business, I was very happy as a realtor to hear that we uh, found oil actually that day. <laughs> the whole country was, was ecstatic. <laughs> we found oil. Everybody's going to be a shake. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, <laughs> we certainly hope so because Suriname is very small as a population, so it that is. so it that is. money can really be easily dis uh, redistributed yes. to the yes. rest of the population. Wow! So it's it's actually it's a country with a lot of potential, um, yeah. yeah, a lot of possibilities in different markets, but mm -hmm. uh, people need to look past the hurdles. Yeah. and um, focus on what could be the future. 
and yeah. uh, I think it could be a bright future for us here, yeah. especially yeah. since we're a small population. Yeah, and yes. all means the next 20, 30 years are, are just going to be an upward trend if it's yeah. I don't know if you yeah. you guys know what happened to Guyana when they find found oil. No, we actually okay. I don't. I don't know about Mizo. I know I know okay. about Guyana. My yeah, my one friend comes from Guyana. Yeah. But you know, ah, the corruption okay. is hard. Mm. The corruption is very high. Correct. Correct. Here in Suriname yeah. as well. But yeah. if they yeah. If it's a, a government that's focused on developing the country, focused yes. on the future of their their uh, of the population, the, the civilians, it could be uh, a country that's that's uh, Guy The forecast for Guyana is that it could surpass Brazil. Yes. Um, wow. Yes. yes. So we could be in line with with those countries because we're one of the poorest countries in South America. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that yeah. is yes. that is absolutely incredible. Yes. So I think that you're right. There are so many opportunities, especially because the population is exactly. as big. But then exactly. you've also got access to the 80% of the land. The first question that I wanted to ask about the undeveloped land is, is Suriname an agricultural country? Uh, a country can you guys grow your own vegetables is the land sustainable in that way the land is very sustainable and mm. actually mm. that's those things are missed opportunities because yeah. um okay. the forecast was we were going to be uh, um the provider of the caribbean for vegetables for fruit and yeah. we could be yeah, it could be because we we have yeah. a very uh, privileged position within the Caribbean, but yeah. Yeah. we don't we don't grab the opportunities as don't as quick it. as we should. There's yes. a lot of talking going on and very less action. So yes. agri agribusiness could be could be a good opportunity. Agricultural business, also, uh, for instance, the medicinal. Um, medicinal uh, uh, yeah plants the medicinal yeah. plants exactly mm -hmm. um yeah. all, all missed opportunities Man. and you guys and when we're talking of like um agriculture and medicinal plants and all that there's so much that has been done in terms of medicinal plants within the caribbean you know yes. there are people that are doing things there oh my goodness exactly. and i'm just thinking exactly. off the top of my head actually trinidad is one of the countries trinidad and tobago is one of the countries that relies on or their main um income in terms of gdp comes from oil and gas because exactly. they share that little that part of the ocean with venezuela so, yes yeah so yeah. it's and it it has and you can tell the difference uh that oil makes to a country in the caribbean exactly. when you when you look at trinidad and tobago and then you look at other countries that don't uh, that don't have oil okay. in the caribbean oil. yeah mm -hmm. that's correct that's correct Wow. And think of it, the, 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 the economic impact it could have for jobs, for yeah. people, homes, businesses. Yeah. It could, the spin-off effect is huge. Yeah. 
Yeah. The spin-off effect is massive. It's massive. Yes. Yeah. So wow, this is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing to be talking to a realtor and we are solving the economy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. So tell me, Omara, so I would imagine as a realtor, you are trying to encourage an investor or a, a home buyer to buy a home. How do they access capital mm-hmm. in Suriname? Do you, do you also help them with that? And how, how, how do you navigate that? Do you help them navigate the banking system? How, how do you get them to, to, to eventually you make a sale? And that's what I want to say. Um, well, for the people who need access to money, we yeah. uh, mm-hmm. have our contacts at the banks, the several yeah. local banks. And okay. the process takes about six to eight weeks uh, oh. for the for the mortgage to be uh, finalized, oh, and yeah. um, we keep monitoring the process. Um, also, when we tend to go to the notary's office because we need uh, the office uh, to finalize the deeds. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, so that process is about six to eight weeks. But okay. it, yeah. within a week, we could have a sale. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yes. goodness. That is quick. amazing. Yes. Wow. Most, okay. most homes, uh, depending on the prices, of course, and for, for a realtor, it's always location, location, location. But oh, if the yeah. price is right, the ro- location is right, uh, a home could sell very quickly, very easily. Is it? Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Yes. So what is it like for foreigners who want to buy who want to buy land or buy property in Suriname? What are the laws? Can foreigners own 100% of the land? Um, well, there are two possibilities because there are two types of uh, land in Suriname. There's full ownership land and that's uh, foreigners can own 100% of that land. They can buy it and, and do whatever they like with it. Um, on the other hand, there's uh, leasehold land that's uh, owned by the government and uh, foreigners can apply with either a corporation or a foundation to get access to that land and uh, buy it mm-hmm. and uh, lease it for 40 years. And mm-hmm. after the 40 years, they have to apply for a renewal and uh, they get another 40 years. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. They they don't at that point have an option to buy it. Oh, then um, actually, the government started a few years ago with the conversion of leasehold grant uh, hold uh, grounds into full ownership. Yeah. But uh, they didn't work out the details uh, of the contracts very well, so it was put on hold. Uh, indefinitely we're still waiting for the the Mm -hmm. process to get started again but um, it could be converted into uh, full ownership so people could have an option to buy the leasehold uh, leasehold land and convert it into full ownership okay and the sorry okay so there are two types of land in uh, Suriname uh, mm-hmm. Full ownership, so foreigners have access to full ownership and, and own it for a full 100%. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. uh, and do whatever they like with it. Okay. Um, the other part is that uh, there's leasehold ground available and yeah. uh, foreigners can apply with either a corporation or a foundation to get access to leasehold land. Mm-hmm. Um, they can buy it and lease it for 40 years. Uh, the ownership remains with the government. And mm-hmm. also it's, it's uh, possible to convert leasehold land into full ownership. The, uh, the government started the process of conversion a few years ago, but uh, they didn't work out all the details in the contract. And um, what happened is that the, the process was put on hold uh, indefinitely, actually. And we're, uh, we're still waiting for the process to uh, resume the conversion. Oh, but after 40 wow. years, uh, so a corporation, for instance, can lease the land for 40 years. And after the 40 years, they can apply for a renewal. And um, if the land was, was used as uh, it should be, if it was put into production or uh, uh, commercialization, then yeah. uh, the lease will be extended for another 40 years. Ah, I see. Wow. And they don't have an option to buy at that point yet? Um, when the conversion resumes, then they'll be able to buy uh, and actually convert it into full ownership. I see. Uh, but right now, that process has uh, stopped. Okay. Wow. Put it on hold. Yeah. Okay. That's wow. interesting. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And would you say in your real estate agency, then, do you sell both residential and commercial or commercially done differently in, in, in Suriname? How does it work? We we focus on both uh, okay. commercial and residential properties. Okay. Okay. And actually, because um, there's no final uh, legislation on this part is only commercial uh, industry industrial uh, area. Uh, yeah. This is only residential. It's a bit of a mix in Suriname. Uh, okay. So people tend to buy residential buildings and convert okay. them into commercial buildings and uh, have business that way. For instance, downtown Paramaribo is pretty expensive. So actually, mm-hmm. uh, the business area is converting into, is expanding into uh, the, the neighborhoods known as northern part of Paramaribo and southern part of Paramaribo. And um, mm. people are doing business within residential areas. I see. Um, okay. That is that, interesting. That is very yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, so, Suriname is now on my list of places to go to because I'm like, That's, I need yes, to see this. Yes, please. Come visit. <laughs> Invest. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that, is, that is so oh. interesting. Yeah, well, definitely when we come, we have to call you, right, Omaira? Because you're the reason why we now want to see this country that is so (laughs) fascinating. So, what are the the first steps for foreign investors coming to Suriname? Do they have to open a bank account, establish a business? (coughs) If they want to buy land, what are the first steps that they need to take? 
Well, for a corporation, it's uh, very important to uh, contact a notary's office okay. because through the notary's office, they get uh, to register at our Chamber of Commerce. Okay. And uh, with the registration form, uh, they can get access to uh, the banks, the bank account. And okay. after they've opened the bank account, they can contact me to purchase uh, a piece of land or to lease an office. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Wow. I have no further inquiries about the estate agents or the realtors. Um, then do you have anything else? I am so no. fascinated. I'm just fascinated. No, I am just wowed. I did not <laughs> expect this, hey? That's, that's exactly, that's exactly. So wow. education on, on Suriname and property yeah. becomes so interesting. And I just love the fact that there is so much land in Suriname. Mm. In yeah. So, yeah. We're the yeah, we're no. the most we're the, the actually the country that has ninety three percent of forest. Ninety percent. Yes. Ninety three percent. I almost just want to say let's let's skip the land development. Let's keep it like that. Like I, <laughs> I just out of interest, are there any laws that are um, at least uh, protecting? Forest, uh, the forests and trees, you know, just in terms of climate change? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a very interesting question because uh, I think only two, just two months ago, the government passed yeah. the legislation yeah. to protect our forest and our rainforest. Uh, um, and uh, the impact on the environment. Oh, wow. That makes me feel so good. So it, at least even though there'll be oil drilling, which lo like yes. really <laughs> as excited exactly. as I am for Suriname, the part of me is like, the, point, the environment, yes. climate change. But then just having, just knowing that the trees are protected because as development starts, it also doesn't exactly. help to have an entire country demolished for the sake of Exactly, that's the downside of it. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah. correct. So, let me just <sighs> ask another question because you know, <laughs> so, so the hotel, Airbnb, um, tourism, is it, is it a huge industry in Suriname? And would you say lots of people who are in, in the hospitality business make, make, make uh, money on their properties at all in that regard? Well, the tourism part is, is a bit underdeveloped. Um, okay. We should focus more on tourism as a, as a country. Uh, mm. So that is a very big audience as well. There are yeah, a lot yeah. of hotels and um, Airbnbs also, so more uh, residential buildings or res the homes. Okay. Uh, for uh, tourists, there's uh, Netherlands. Um, but with the whole 
uh, corona situation, everything has come to a halt right now. And that's, that's good yes. globally, of course. But the impact yeah. is yeah. very big for us here. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Well, I'm full. Yeah. I'm, I'm full. No. You know, I, yeah. All I know is that I, am. I, I need a flight ticket to Suriname. That's it. <laughs> as soon as our airspace opens up. <laughs> right. This is just too fascinating, Mizo. I feel it like is. we've just heard the like a full spectrum of the challenges and the opportunities, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's so fascinating. Okay, let's move on to the next segment of the show. Okay. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Oh, yeah. oh, property magicians, welcome to the magical feedback. Wow. Okay, so Mizo, how do we want to do the feedback? Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You go first. My God, I am so fired up. I don't know where to start. Maybe you'll, you'll give me an idea. Oh. Of okay, you so my big, my big, big thing, right? And yeah. I'm going to keep coming back to this around land yeah. ownership, right? Yeah. Because I live in countries where I can't own the land, right? Yeah. And yeah. you can't own, you can't have full ownership of the land. And I feel like this is such an important policy that we don't have in South Africa. And it's yeah. something that keeps breaking yeah. my heart to where yeah. anyone can come and have own 100% of the land. When yeah. people, when we talk, as we've heard in this podcast about exchange rates, that if we are pricing and our houses are priced and our land and houses are priced in rands. And that means that people with more resources from Europe or the U S can come and buy up all the land. Where does that leave all the locals? locals. Right. So I liked what she said because there's something that Sri Lanka has, right? So Sri Lanka, you cannot own more than 49% of the land as a foreigner. Just forget it. Right. You can lease for a hundred years, right? Or you can own up to 49% in conjunction with the Sri Lankan that owns 51%. And then there's another thing that Sri Lanka has, land that is for agriculture, Mm -hmm. for food, for sustainable food, right? It's not um, like sustainable farming, right? That land can never be owned by a foreigner. You can't lease it. You can't own 49% of it. You can't do nothing with it. Only Sri Lankans have access to that land because it's a matter of food security. So I feel like this is such a deep, deep issue. So when she spoke about how they have land that can be owned by foreigners and land that can be leased, that I thought was super, super important. And my takeaway is that land is an issue. Land is something that needs to be brought to the table and spoken about beyond just land redistribution in South Africa, just in terms of land ownership, because this is something that I've seen in Thailand, in Bali, in Sri Lanka, all these various countries that are trying to uh, make sure that locals are the ones that own the land, you know, understanding the economics 
So yeah, yeah that was my big takeaway. Even more impa- more passionate about it now after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is a socio-political issue, and if and when and someday our governments mm. can understand that you can't sell off the land yeah. and you can't sell off yeah. a land, a piece of land for six million rands because to someone who has got euros yeah. who's yeah. holding a dollar or a British sterling, yeah. to them it's nothing, right? And you have yes. taken you've taken a whole farm, a whole ten hectare farm. Yeah. Out of, yeah. out of out of the reach of South Africans. So that is such an yes. incredible point to bring. You know, there are just so yeah. much, so much that we got from this. And yeah. she, she calls she calls land green gold. Didn't you just love that? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh really? my gosh. <laughs> but this is the thing. It is about the land. Okay, it even if land. we don't want to talk about this land is green gold without land land, right this is what i've learned from sri lanka with this with the sustainable land right they call it um crown lands in sri lanka so it's yeah it's called crown lands and those lands can they are pivotal to feeding people in the country right they're pivotal to whatever the government has deemed them to be pivotal to right and i feel like this this is an important issue we can't and as mangala keeps reminding me even if you allow mining and everything we can't eat gold we can't eat diamonds in the long run right so we can't eat that real estate development even though we are pro real estate we're also pro the land or the use of land for sustainable agriculture and farming oh that is that is such a great 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 one omera so gave me so much to chew on and so much to think about what i want to contribute i think when she's got so many firsts that that i I believe all of us should should really understand our position in life about anything about anything it doesn't have to be real estate she is the first woman business that has been made compliant in 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 the real estate world in her country she has hosted the first real estate seminar that yeah. for me is huge. It is when you have yeah. understood. Imagine such a young person who has decided that real estate is my life. I eat and yeah. drink it, and she is contributing to yeah. the first real estate course at yeah. one of of, of 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 their colleges. And for me, those yeah. many firsts means that when you've taken something and made it your passion. And when you mm-hmm. you have decided, at least I'm going to contribute to the one thing during yes. my life. Yes. So much about real estate that she's decided not even books from the Netherlands where I where I was educated are going to help yeah. Suriname. She is developing it as she goes along and giving them their practical. That that for me, her practical experience. That for me is yeah. like. That's that's how yeah. it should be. We should all understand. What you're that. talking about is purpose. 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 And yeah. she's understood yeah. her purpose. And she's done. She has. Yes. She, she has. 
she doesn't just teach it she lives it she regul- mm. she's going to be regulating it yeah. and going to formulate the curriculum for it that that's that's yeah. how it is yeah that yeah. is my one my one take <sighs> what's your number okay, two? my my <laughs> second takeaway is how she said that she's operating in a chaotic market right so despite the chaos in this market she is running a business she is building a business she's building something yes. you know yes. i and i think my whole takeaway from this is that there is nothing so challenging that we cannot find opportunities in that mix cuz right. I'm, i'm not joking like everything <laughs> that she said was like for me like uh uh-uh, uh no way okay. but then like yeah. we are seeing what she is doing and like you said in another 5 years or 10 years there will be something there but it's you need to start somewhere no matter how chaotic the market no matter how challenging my takeaway is you need to take the first step regardless 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 yeah. oh my goodness she's <laughs> she's super inspiring yeah well there is something else that i thought that she you know she gave us a perspective a broad perspective yeah. on suriname and for yeah. all of us whoever is listening to this podcast whether within the borders of south africa or beyond yeah. she she has got as you can see she's got a view on on what how this land could be used it's not being optimized yeah. now she spoke about yeah. agricultural uh, opportunities she spoke about the rental market that is in the making now that they have hit oil yeah. and yeah. she spoke about unique medicinal uh, medicinal opportunities um the plants yeah. that that can grow in suriname and for me yeah. again you know i think real estate is not just about the money right no real estate no. and pieces of land are about those yeah. things about bigger yeah. things bigger yeah. economic things and bigger contributions yeah. either medicine or to agricultural economy and, yeah. and to the oil and gas industry so i quite like that i quite like that that real yeah. estate just does that you know that's not that's not her science right economics are yeah. not her but you can yeah. see are in real estate the stuff that you get exposed to and you get to be yeah. Oh, I love what you just said about that exposure to education like looking at economic okay. events through a different lens now, mm-hmm. right? Looking at socio-political issues in a country yeah. in a country in a different lens. I love it. So my last takeaway was um about um how she said most people for most people buying their house you're not just buying a house it's about your hopes and dreams and everything in that right and so what i took away from that was how she said everyone um uh, people at first the reason why she went into the space of we need to regulate this industry was because people were seeing buyers and real estate uh investors as just dollar signs you know or just money but what they were not seeing was that this person is going into this industry 
with all these ho- uh, to buy a home that they're not just buying a home this is their hopes this is their dreams so the way that people are treated is so important so right important. and i kept thinking to myself wow we hear this at bigger pockets we hear this so often on this podcast especially with our real estate with the real estate agents that we have interviewed i'm just thinking jody talked about oh, that yeah. at length, right yeah. so it's just like seeing that, that if you're going to go into real estate in any way, understanding that these are big investments for people, right? Yeah. And that this is something, yeah, treated with respect that it's not, it's beyond the money. It really is even about building that relationship and understanding who this person is and what they want. So that was my big takeaway that it's, about the people more than even about all the money that you're going to make. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I had actually forgotten about that. So my last one, my last takeaway is, 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 is so connected to, to, to education again. Did you hear how, when we asked her about what does she think she still needs to learn? right she is one of the key players in formulating the regulation for real estate agents in her country but she's very clear she still has lots of uh, education to embark on in terms of appraisal of commercial and industrial industrial properties and it brought lots to learn about development i i just i just admire when somebody knows what they don't know they know mm. what they know mm. they know what they don't know yeah you just can see the opportunity and i'm sure she is just as surprised at herself that she knows so much and there's still so much to learn yes this is, this is what i'm finding that our guests yeah. are like you know they they yes. know as much as they know but they also know what they don't know so most of them give yeah. us the same the same answer about oh my god i still have to learn everything everything yeah yeah wow i love this oh my gosh this was so amazing so let's move on to the next segment of the show now on to the journey to magical expansion where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest Guys, welcome to the next segment of the show, Property Magicians. This is the part of the show uh, where we ask all our guests the same questions that we ask every guest, the same five questions we ask every guest. So, Mizo, start us off as usual. Okay. So, Omera, what would you say is a book? Do you have a book that changed your life? It can be a business book. It could be fiction. It could be a book in real estate. Do you have mm-hmm. a book to share with us? Well, it, it, it's going to sound a bit cocky, I think, but right. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't have a book uh, that, that changed my life or my perspective on life or on business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I'm writing that book myself. Awesome. Ah, wow. <laughs> that that yes. makes sense, though. For your market, <laughs> I'm guessing that in Suriname, there aren't many books that are written 
with Suriname as the center in the exactly. real estate industry. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. So, so that I'm, focus, uh, is focus on what? On what exactly? What's its content? content. Well, it's... Uh, the book is... is um, an autobiography with, with or a fiction oh, okay. with autobiographical okay. content, should I say. Okay. And um, so it's going to be focused on parts of my life, my experiences in uh, both personal and in business. Okay. And um, I would say it's very therapeutical as well because it's uh, mm -hmm. right now I'm focused on, on uh, actually the lockdown got me to write, uh, start writing again because I started <laughs> writing a few years ago um, and I wrote the prologue. Um, but the lockdown got me to around 50 pages now. Wow. And uh, yeah. You so, and Lizzo uh, have something in common. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Great. But yeah, my manuscript, my manuscript got more attention in the lockdown. I'm so grateful, so so grateful. Exactly. That is just awesome. Yes. That is awesome. We can't wait for the book to come out because mine will be a signed <laughs> book. I will not buy it on Amazon or anything. I'm gonna have to have a hard copy signed. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I will hand it to you personally. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so what keeps you inspired? Um, might sound strange as well, but um, negativity and problems keep me inspired. Yeah. Because, wow. because when, when um, I face something or I, I, I face a problem, it gets my brain pumping, Working. rushing, and my creativity kicks in. Okay. Uh, I lose a lot of sleep on this, of course. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm at my best when, when uh, problems arise. When, when there's negativity around me, I try to convert it into a positive outcome. I don't focus on the negative to convert it into something positive, something that that benefits around me. So uh, now, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it it might sound strange, but um, negativity and problems inspire me yeah. because mm -hmm. um, when a problem arises or when uh, there's a negative energy or situation that I encounter, I try to convert it into something positive, a positive outcome for myself, the people around me, so we can all benefit from it. And okay. I tend to lose a lot of sleep on those things, but um, <laughs> it, it, it gets my brain pumping and rushing, and uh, it's like adrenaline to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm at my best at those moments. Awesome. Wow, awesome. that is that, amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> what do you wish you had known 
or yeah, what you wish, what, what do you wish you had known or done before embarking on your real estate journey, um, setting up the company or studying? Do you wish you had started it early? Anything that you wish you had done earlier? Um, to be honest, um, I believe that nothing comes before its time. Yeah. And yeah. Everything just falls into place. It should. Yeah. And That's true. Uh, girl. So um, basically, everything falls into place when it should. Nothing should be rushed in life. And actually, the I opened the doors of my office in 2016 when we had a recession in Suriname. Yeah. And uh, before that, I was working alongside with a franchise company. Oh, and yeah. um, as I mentioned before, that people were seen as clients were seen as only a bag of money. And that was something mm. that I was very appalled by. And yeah. I wanted to bring a change within, within Suriname, within the sector, within the business, within people's lives. And mm. um, I wanted to do things differently. So yeah. um, I terminated my contract with the company. Okay. And um, the people weren't happy with that because okay. I think there's still, some people tend to think they're still a slave and master mentality that uh, okay. people should be working their whole lives just to benefit others that others, shouldn't be the yeah. case mm -hmm. as a person you have to grow and you have to evolve into what is destined for you because we're all destined yes. for great things in life yeah. and uh, I, I wasn't at my full potential at that time and I felt it and yeah. I wanted bigger things and better things for myself and for people around me for my clients so I terminated my yeah. contract and opened up my own office okay. and yeah. um, they weren't happy with that so I got sued in court oh my word yes oh. yes okay. and um, wow it was a very, very stressful period. Yeah. And, um, wow. well, actually they wanted to take uh, my business away, my, my whole career, my life, my children's future. And um, it, it is something that has made me very strong. It has made me see what kind of person I am yeah. and yeah. Uh, what possibilities yeah. there are for me. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, in the time that has been in the most trying time of my life, to be honest, I've made the mm. most money. I wow. So, yes. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Now you're like, wow. <laughs> Talking our language, we yes, love the exactly. sound of that. Exactly. No, I Isn't love that. that. Fascinating, though, that yes. in the most trying time of your life, you yeah. start you made the most money yeah that is yes. the most creative yes exactly exactly yeah. Yeah. Wow. oh wow i hope that inspires so many of our listeners so what do you still what else do you still think you need to learn in property um 
Well, I think my appraisal part of commercial buildings, uh, for instance, needs a bit more attention. Okay. And I need mm-hmm. to focus on that more because uh, we also have uh, IFRS uh, principles that we make the appraisals. Mm-hmm. And uh, that part of property management and uh, development is something I need to, to focus more on. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Development okay. is a science on its own, right? It's huge, yes. but it's yeah. very lucrative as a business as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Omaira, now that you are teaching even in the curriculum, in the curriculum, so I'm sure there are property resources that you use and you refer your students to. Would you like to share one or two resources that you refer your students to, or the ones that you use? Podcast, a book, anything. To be honest. Um, yeah. We, we uh, lean more towards the Netherlands and uh, yeah. we use a lot of books from the Netherlands because we don't have our own resources here. Wow. Um, so actually when I'm teaching classes, the yeah. only thing I'm using is my own experience okay. because our market okay. is, is very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The transaction uh, phase is very difficult, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't get the, the information we get from books online or, or from podcasts, even mm-hmm. or um, videos from YouTube. We, it's not possible for us to use them here. We have to yeah. convert it into something that's usable for our own people. So that's yeah. only based on experience. I see that. Sure. Oh, so you're going to have no, to write I can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay we are <laughs> listening to the truck passing. <laughs> oh, it's a plane. <laughs> a plane. Oh, it's a plane. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, you so, are the working library uh, of, of, of Suriname real, real Estate then. So you're going to have to write that second book then on real estate. In on real estate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Retiring, retiring in real estate for a Surinamese. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. definitely. There's no, there's no other option, hey? But I, what I'm loving from the sounds of this, right, is listening to you omaira it's like mm-hmm. you are literally at the forefront of shaping an entire industry that's what that I'm is like, like that is i'm getting incredible. chills <laughs> that is yeah incredible. because it's so you've got like this blue it's like a blue ocean strategy you know yeah. it's just exactly it's gorgeous in a way, it's, I can see the challenge, don't get me wrong, but it's like yeah. you have all these uh, the opportunity uh, to shape opportunities. Yes. yes. Wow, yeah. it's amazing. Yes. And I'm very excited to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I and went, yeah. That's, that's, that, that should be my legacy, actually. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah it. It Bringing should. change to the, to the industry. Yes. 
Imagine then, and that's that's exactly how we found you for this podcast. So you 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 know when we say someone has fulfilled the mission and the intention of this podcast, what is possible Mm -hmm. for a for a woman of color to set up? And you thought you were just forming a company at one point where you were going to feed your family from, and you end up being the whole influencer of a whole regulation <laughs> of a whole industry that for me is like you know this is this is rather like yeah it gives me chills wow. i am so wow. honored to have this interview yeah. thank you thank you thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much thank you thank you very inspiring as well <laughs> yeah how do people get hold of you i know some people probably have questions and maybe interested in reaching out and learning more about opportunities um, in Suriname. How do they get hold of you? Well, I'm very active on Facebook. Okay. Um, We have a website as well. We have a Facebook page, a business page. I have my personal page. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So uh, people can just send me a message or add me as a friend. And um, I'm okay. accepting everybody. Okay. okay, please tell us the full, your full name for Facebook and LinkedIn so people can um, look you up and then my give personal us the website page. address. Yes. My personal uh, page is Omaira uh, Bautershop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the business page is Renaissance Realty NV. Renaissance. Okay, guys, if you are on the Wealthy Money um, mailing list, you'll get all this in the email, right? So you can definitely contact Almira through that. I feel just just from listening to you, right, it's just helping us understand that there are always opportunities within the challenges, right? And to what... And I feel like one of the most powerful things that we've never spoken about in this podcast, right, Mizo, is how a macroeconomic events can start to impact the real estate industry. So something like the discovery of oil can have a huge impact on real estate opportunities. So you've now brought this whole new element to us to start thinking and talking about that on this podcast to start saying well what is happening in the country and how will that in future start to impact real estate so because that's how real investors well not real but that's how most investors and i'm thinking a lot of commercial investors make a lot of business decisions in terms of real estate it's based on macroeconomic events I can see that. And that means we have another appointment with Omera because five years and 10 years from now, this podcast yeah. will still exist. And what we yeah. would love is to have seen how Suriname has navigated that and what, yeah. it has, what the impact exactly. of this oil is. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, this is so exciting. Oh my so God. Inspired idea. <laughs> right? And Nizo, thank you for putting that out there. So in five years' yeah. time, we will we'll get back 
we will definitely obviously be keeping in touch so we'll know definitely. more about Suriname than we do yes. now because we're going to stalk yes. you on Facebook and break and we see all that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> also, I look forward to it. You will have produced a whole lot of interns out of the yeah. course and out of, your, yeah. out of your realtor business. So yeah. we will have a new stock of real estate agents, agents that have come out of there. So we will have a different perspective of people, how, how it changed when now there was, mm. it was properly regulated and how it changed the taxes and how it changed mm. the transfer costs between, between, well, we've got an appointment, Omera. I, I, I have no doubt about that. But then yes much for doing this interview <laughs> and thank you for coming on. thank you yeah. so much for having me such an, been awesome an honor yeah, yeah. thank you thank <laughs> you property magicians for joining us thank you Misa, and thank you amira we'll see you guys next thank week thank you thank you for joining us for the property magicians podcast Please share this episode with your family, friends, and even strangers. If you find this valuable, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Podbean Station. Or better yet, subscribe to our mailing list at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com and receive our complimentary Creating Intentional Wealth ebook. Also, join the conversation on Facebook in our Facebook group. Just type in Wealthy Money Magicians, answer the questions and join the Facebook group. Let's have a conversation about money and all things property related. Thank you once again.